0: We are going live. We are live. Welcome to Tesla Talks Podcast, folks, on a special edition of Tesla Talks Podcast. It is a battery day, and it's the we're going to have a little post-discussion about battery. I've got three of my uh, closest Tesla battery geek friends here from YouTube. Uh, we'll start from top. We'll go down to the bottom. Trevor from the Model 3 Owners Club. Hi, welcome, Trevor.
1: Tesla owners online, but yes, Model 3 oh. Owners Club. <laughs> Old habits <laughs> die hard, right?
0: Well, no, no. When well, I'm reading your thing, Model 3 Owners. Yeah,
1: that's my uh, that's my Twitter handle. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Sorry, yes. Old I'm habits. A cha- I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. Yeah.
0: Uh, 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 um, you're right. You got me all flustered now. Yeah. Old <laughs> habits do die young. Um, Going down to the bottom, right below Trevor, we have Paul, a.k.a. Tesla Hey, okay, Paul, how you doing? Good. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks uh, for having me. No, no problem. Thanks for joining us. Uh, This is perfect. Everyone that's watching at home uh, can see that Paul, right after this uh, podcast, he's just going to slip into bed. I know it's not a bed, but from from this angle, buddy, it looks like a bed.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just a spare room. My my yeah. wife's got a meeting, so she's like, I can't be in my regular space, so
0: yeah, this no, is what you no, guys
2: see. I did bring the hat up. I brought the hat it's up. It's a good
0: space. Yeah, that? I see that. I see that little Tesla
1: <laughs> paraphernalia. Got, got my Tesla. rare Tesla shirt on, too. And
0: so. Trevor's got his, rocking his. And, of course, I, last week. I got not, Tesla please.
2: underwear, but I don't know if no, i show that. No, no, no. Short shorts? Short <laughs> <laughs> shorts. <laughs> Booties.
0: Uh
1: okay last next last,
0: last but not least we have Franklin Motherfonker. <laughs> <Hey,
1: how's laughs> Say anyway, that five buddy. times fast.
0: Yes, how's it going buddy? Good. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh anyone that watches or listens to our podcast knows uh Franklin is a staple. Uh and he's brought along some of uh, paraphernalia too in in the uh, forms of his background.
3: Well, Which... I'm wearing one too. Are uh, you? Oh, yeah, there you cyber go it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're
3: all
0: we're all, cyber, we're all tesla geeks
2: here yeah i couldn't find any of my tesla shirts and i got like 15 of them so i don't know what the hell's going on
0: oh you're in the spare bedroom you can't find any of your tesla shirts your wife's in a meeting i'm busted yes buddy yes. you don't you don't it's have to come a, out it's here. Actually the dog house yes. i'm in the dog house. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about ba- about battery day folks um this is why, why we're all here. This is why I, I got all you guys to come on. And uh, we just finished watching it. It's probably, I finished about maybe 40 minutes ago or so uh, after the Q&A. Um, and, you know, I mean, I took a little bit of notes. I'm sure you guys took notes. But they first started off before Battery Day, uh, the talk and everything. They started off with the um, the shareholders meeting. Uh, does anyone, by show of hands, did anyone else find that – um snor-
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I,
2: I, I was driving home at the time, but it's a good thing I had the autopilot on because <laughs> uh, uh, I was a snore fest. <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> they, go ahead. Go
0: ahead.
3: Fred. I was going to say they did share some interesting stuff throughout it. Um, I mean, it's stuff we all—if you're like us and you're hardcore into Tesla—I mean, you've been uh, like they did the whole year-in review, and you like we've been following it every every day. Never mind week. So it's like okay, cool. We we know what they've done, but it is kind of cool to see it as like a uh, all like, hey, this is what happened this from January f- four till now, right? So it was cool to see it in that perspective. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're like us, uh, who like literally wake up and start reading about Tesla stuff, um, yeah, it wasn't as interesting as it could have been.
0: Yeah, uh, Trevor, I think you you found it probably out of all of us the most interesting. Uh because
1: what the shareholder part or the battery it, days? It? No, no, the share
0: Let's just the
1: shareholder part. I don't know. It's 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 different this time around compared in the past. Like um I mean I've I've followed it for quite some time and um this one was quite unique and novel in the sense that because of the pandemic situation that they set up what looked like basically a drive-in. You know, everybody yeah, had yeah. a Model Y <laughs> and they were given numbers and there's a number on the car and you sit in the car and not only could you watch the screen up there, but they also had it on the computer screen. So I thought it was a very novel approach uh, for doing it. As well, far as the Honking was hon- cool. Yeah, well, see, I was told <laughs> from, cause I have a few people that are down there attending it and they told me that they were specifically told not to honk so of course, okay, you I didn't know I that. so of course, it. what are they going to do? They're going to honk, yeah. right? So e- like, Elon doesn't care. He's just I'm like, oh, surprised they didn't disable the honk on the cars. Up there. <laughs> uh, they did have pin to drive turned on, so now the, the cars were immobile. They could not move them. Uh, so I was wondering anyway. about that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a novel approach. Um, as far as the content was concerned, yeah, you know, it's pretty dry stuff, and they have to do, you know, the usual voting and stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened, but somebody let a Tesla Q guy on there, and he started asking about questions about, you know. Child um, labor? Yeah, child yeah, labor and human that, ethics and all this other yeah. stuff. It's just like, oh, guys, come on. Like, it yeah. can't be Big really oil plant, buddy. <laughs> well, oh, well, you know,
0: I guess anyone could be a shareholder, right? You, yeah. you, they can't control who can be a shareholder, so yeah. that's what you get, I guess. And um, I mean, listen, I'm not—we're not saying that any of us here uh, condone human uh, not having human rights and child labor uh, stuff like, like or, that. But really, the, the way he, the way that was worded, and I only—I'll li- be honest—I only listened to it for a little bit until I was just like, really, are we going there? It was just—it it was just too much. Is that the guy that said to use drones? Yes. yes yeah i use drones the, and the mining
2: yeah okay serious issue but i don't like, you know
0: yeah like i said like i said and that's what i was pref- prefacing it with it, it is serious issue but like is that yeah. the platform to do it but like like trevor said i never thought of it until you just said it yeah maybe it was a short
2: yeah i, I would say I mean, that you know tesla probably has the better record of of other companies. Um, You know, just by virtue of what they stand for. So I'd be very surprised if, you know, Tesla was the worst offender when it comes to this
1: stuff. I I think the other thing, too, it's important to remember that Tesla so far, um, I mean, there have been many attempts to try and unionize their workforce. And they've all failed. Mainly because the people that work there don't want anything to do with the unions. Not in the sense that Tesla is actively discouraging, although there's probably a little bit of that going on. But... I mean I've never been in a union before but I know a lot of people that are in there and the thing that the, the way I look at unions and I uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this but unions were formed back in the early days when companies would abuse employees yeah. and take all kinds of liberties with privileges and stuff so the unions basically came in and says listen you can't treat us like that the problem is is that over the years the unions have gotten so powerful in these companies now and they've all organized that I mean, they can't even talk to bosses anymore. There's so many different layers. So it's very, very inefficient. And of course, if you look at the way Tesla operates, yeah. efficiency matters above all else. So for them, I think a lot of ways, the unions don't make sense. So it, is this another union tactic? I don't know. And I don't want to make this into a political situation. But sometimes you got to look at it from both sides and say, okay, where's this really coming for? Is it a short? Is it a union? Is it a combination of both? I don't know. No, you're right. Right? So I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Well, he,
3: they did say something, right? And I think um, you have these problems extend into every company, right? Yeah. And they, they said, like, if there is if there is something going on, uh, they try to tackle it as quick as possible. And it wasn't directed to that, but it was directed to all problems within the company, right? And they try to tackle it as quick as possible. And um, if it's happening, if they're not aware of it, I mean, if they're not aware of something, they can't correct the situation if they're not aware, right? And when they do become aware, they're going to correct it. And I think this kind of applies to any company, not just Tesla, right? Um, uh, so it's more along the lines of, I mean, it could be, but...
1: Yeah. Well, you know. remember, anything with Tesla gets a lot of headlines. So, yeah, you know, whether it's warranted or not.
3: True,
0: true. Okay, so so that was... Basically, the shareholders meeting, and it was about 15, 20 minutes long, maybe.
1: And then, yeah, we had had a
3: question about it. Uh, The guy who suggested Tesla do advertisement, was that the same guys last time? What was was the name? Um, I don't know the guy, but this is the question in the the chats here.
0: Oh yeah, by the way, um, thanks for everyone that's watching online, uh, live as we go in uh, the YouTube chat. If you have any questions, like uh, Franklin always does every week. He just uh, monitors it, and I'll try to monitor it too as, as we talk. Uh, just leave your question if you have a question, and we'll get to it, maybe not instantly, but after we finish off our conversation or our train of thought, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But thanks for everyone uh, that's chiming in. Is this the one you're talking about? Right, Martin?
3: Martin? Yeah, Martin said, yeah. if the guy suggested advertisement, if he's the same one uh, who suggested it the last time. Probably. I, could, Probably. Not that was sure.
0: the very first one, right? That was the very first speech.
3: Yeah. What, what's but your what guys' that,
0: thoughts on that? Vote, vote. Well, what that, was
2: it about? Is it about advertising on TV, like like as far as the product goes, or was this like some other type of like
0: he just putting wants, ads on the Tesla app? <laughs> no, he just wants adver- Tesla to advertise, like like how other car manufacturers advertise. When yeah, yeah whether, TV whether spot, TV or YouTube or social media, yeah. Or billboards, even my, they don't my need personal to.
1: Pin, no, well, that's my personal opinion on this. Is Tesla does do advertising? It's just not the traditional sense. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, you know, they got social media presence. I mean, Elon, and of course, <laughs> every Tesla owner these Elon's days has a YouTube, YouTube channel or a <laughs> Twitter feed. Yeah. Uh, so they do plenty of advertising that ways. And the thing is, you have to remember the best type of advertising is word of mouth, mm-hmm. right? Um, he actually mentioned that, didn't he? yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and well that's been a long time thing with yeah. Elon The thing is you have to remember the 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 reason you advertise in traditional media is to generate demand for something like oh introducing the new 2022 XYZ vehicle right um, nobody's going to know about this car unless you advertise for it and you generate that demand Tesla has a problem with production. The last thing yeah. you want to do is make a problem worse than it is by generating extra demand you can't even meet in the first place. Exactly. I mean, the I, reason we have battery days because they can't make enough freaking batteries. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I, I don't think
0: it's a matter that they don't want to advertise. Well, it's it, not that they can't afford to advertise or they know they uh, should and just can't get get to it. It's I think like exactly what Trevor says. It's a matter of production. They can't keep up with what they have, the demand they have now. Can you imagine if they advertise? Like that would just open a whole new kettle of fish and give them even more hurt.
3: There's a coworker I was talking to. He told me about a month ago, he went and bought a car and he went to, you know, your traditional lots to go look. And they had so many cars there that they cannot get rid of. Like they're trying to give them away because their lots are filled. And if you go on the Tesla website right now and you look up the Model 3, uh, at least for where we are in Canada, you're looking at six to ten weeks of delivery before you even take delivery. So, you know, you're looking at th- what three months, two and a half to three months before you yep. get your car. Versus you go to a traditional car maker who pick literally one. has their lots. F- yeah, pick pick anyone, and their lots are filled, yeah. and they can't get rid of them.
0: And that's already a three year old car.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you have to remember it's a different business model because the traditional car manufacturers, their customer is not you. It's not me, it's the dealer network. Exactly. Once the car is leaves the manufacturing plant, it's already sold yep. to a dealer that's gonna go and sit on a lot. They then have to work to resell it to a customer. Every car, short of, you know, a small percentage of them that Tesla does have for inventory, are all pre-sold. So it's a different, it's a different way of doing business. And and like I said, the last thing you, I mean, it's. <laughs> well, do you want that? That It's what Trevor was saying, right? That 10 week,
3: not like six to 10 weeks will jump up if you're advertising. Unless you you're not
1: picky and you can just pick whatever color you want. And maybe we have something. It may not be exactly what you want. Yeah. Right but now. I mean,
3: if that number jumps up to
1: like double or, you know, triple. Double or triple, customers are going to be angry. So. And people are angry enough as it is. Yeah, exactly, it'll, <laughs> yeah. back, for it'll a variety back- of different reasons. Yeah. But
0: I, I think Tesla's figured that out that it that it would be ba- it would backfire for them. So right after that, we had a little break, and there was uh, some people dancing
3: while you, they came out of the car. Okay, as
1: I was telling the ex before we came on the show, <laughs> did you did you see? I got my I got my friend Raj to dance on screen for us. So oh, I, faced, did you tweet I, him or something? Yeah, well, I FaceTimed him. And I said, "Hey, Raj, come in, come into the because I knew he was there, right? Is is this your car?" He says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was over talking to the side. And I said to Raj, "Come on, come on over between the cars, right by where the stage is, right? That yes, this is the video." So he says, "Yeah, okay." So I said, yeah, "You just get a wave at me on screen, and I'll capture it." Well, not only did he, uh, no, that's Raj in the blue shirt right there. Yeah, right there. So I was talking to him right there. I was saying, "Turn around, turn around. Where's the camera?" He didn't know where the camera was so he uh, he finally turned around. that's uh, John from Silicon Valley uh, Owners Club there beside him. so he, then he pointed at the camera. I said, "Raj, wave." So not only did he wave, he actually did this <laughs> <laughs> so i I captured it with my phone, and I tweeted it out for the world to see. Oh <laughs> my good friend Raj, having a little Tesla fun. Raj.
3: <laughs>
0: Any, that's
1: going to be a uh, that's going to be a gif one of
0: these days. Oh, you definitely yeah. got to do that, Trevor. He
3: has some amazing ones. I will put it on.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> I see some amazing ones he has already up on Twitter. People share his gifts all the time.
0: Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go put it on Tenor. So yeah, oh, perfect. <laughs>
0: uh, if for anyone listening and not watching at home, you have to go to Trevor's. Uh, what would it be? It would be
3: my Twitter model three owners.
0: Yeah, Trevor's um, Twitter handle. At
1: Test, Tesla tweet. owners online.
0: Yeah. Te- well, anyone who should know you anyways, I wasn't going to give that up. That, that, that's right. But I was going to
1: say, <laughs> Make me feel funny. It,
0: I was going to say, <laughs> so around 6 PM on the 22nd, look for that tweet. Or were you doing a tweet storm at that
1: point? Oh, that's you just go to my profile and click media and then you'll see all the pictures. Okay. And the video will be in there. Okay. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's pretty it, funny. You, it's a must see. Yeah. yeah it's it is funny. a must see. <laughs> that one's going down in history.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so right after the, uh, the, the, the dance break became uh, we actually started having a uh, actual battery. And what was, I, I took notes, but I forgot to get the guy's name. Who was the, um, the guy that was on stage with Elon? Oh, I didn't catch the
2: name.
1: The is, S- that, is that Drew? E is something Drew. It was Drew? Is that Drew yeah. Bagliano? Is that him? Yeah. And, okay. and he's
0: the VP of battery and engineering or something like that. It was Or battery power and powertrain. Power, powertrain. That, that sounds him. about right. Yeah. Yes. so, they started up, and, and we're not going to go through the whole step-by-step thing. But they started up, and the first thing I learned is you can't say gigawatt anymore. Gigawatt is so 2020. The new term for 2021 is terawatt, and they explained what terawatt is. And sorry,
1: are you, are you still I'm editing the video right now. Oh, <laughs> you're
0: well, laughing at my terawatt thing. Right. So yeah, it was sorry, terawatt, and, and uh, they came out. Right out of right out of the gates they said what we all well, I guess what they all wanted us to know that basically they're gonna make the batteries fifty six percent cheaper.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they have like five ways they're gonna do that. They're gonna do that. It was well laid out. Even yes. for someone who doesn't understand battery technology, it was pretty easy to follow in terms yeah. of their path
0: there is a it's a little blurry there but that there was a third one too i didn't get that one but that's basically uh one one side of the screen there is the range increase and in the middle one is what we're talking about 56 uh dollars per kilowatt hour reduction and then yeah and you're right paul they went through five different categories uh i don't know if i can read it there it's so blurry here Cell cell design which was gonna Uh, Shave fourteen percent off, then the cell factory, which was going to be eighteen percent, the anode anode material five percent. I'm just going through these really fast. Uh, Twelve percent for the cathode uh, material, and then um, the last seven percent. That was interesting. The cell vehicle integration. Yes, yeah, I love that that too, and that's what I found uh, one of the most interesting stuff. Only only because I understood it. The other stuff I really didn't understand. Well, I think it was (laughs) great. (laughs) <laughs> the
2: analogy that Elon used, everyone could understand, right? Where the airplane wing is, oh. is the fuel tank, right? Yeah. And yeah. so you're going to put the the batteries into the structure of the vehicle. I mean, it's brilliant. right? Uh, so this is
1: not the first time that Elon has mentioned. I mean, we're kind of jumping around here, but if you go to the end of the scale, like we were just talking about the vehicle integration part, we can probably talk about the cells here in a second, but if yeah. you go to the other end extreme, um, if you had watched... The one interview that Elon did with the guys there from the Third Row podcast, uh, Elon hinted at that. He says, "You know, it doesn't really make sense for us to do modules anymore. It's actually better for us oh, to have a did. box and just drop all the cells in it, and we just integrate that into the car." Um, so that was Elon, and when he said that, it like it cemented right in my brain. He says, "Oh, mm-hmm. he's just dropping a big hint about a direction that going to take." And I was like, I was waiting for that shoe to drop. Oh, the, the i forgot about concerned. that yes. yes no no he, def- he definitely mentioned that and that makes perfect sense and yeah. the way that tesla's operated in the past is again everything's an evolution they did modules at the start when they developed the model s they built the mo- well actually it kind of goes back to the roadster in a lot of ways yeah. but they weren't called modules at the time they're called sheets but same principle in the sense that they thought that at, at some point if because the battery technology that they were developing was so new that they thought if they ever had a problem with one of the batteries, they could take it apart, change out the one module, swap out the module, you're good as gold. The problem was, is that because they ended up sealing these batteries so tight, if you've ever seen a Model S battery, basically you're destroying it in the process of trying to open it. And all you have to do is watch a Rich Rebuilds video to see <laughs> taking the batteries apart. Yeah. So even though, yes, the modules are modular and they're highly coveted for people doing solar energy storage and stuff, that the process of opening of the battery destroys the box. Um, so... When they went and developed the Model Three battery, they just kind of simplified the modules. It doesn't have sixteen anymore; it has four modules, and they're non-user serviceable. Because this was a progress that that Tesla did, they just this, the they originally had designed the battery to be serviceable. Turned out it didn't serviceable. It didn't turn out to be serviceable. They simplified it for Model Three, and now they're just taking it to the next extreme in the sense that. And this is part of their secret sauce, of course, that they don't really talk about because they do have a patent on this and and it has to do with the thermal management of these cans and how they're flowing the stuff anymore. Anyways, the bottom line is that um, they are still going to get the series and parallel that they need to do in order to get the voltage up and the amperages up, but they're going to do it in a different manner now. So instead of having individualized modules sitting in these little walled gardens, so to speak, that it's just going to be... according to the patents that I've seen that these cells are just gonna be in a bath so the liquid coolant is gonna flow inside this box just kind of freely instead of going through little lasagna noodles between the cells Um, and that's how they're going to cool it now the other advantage of course is going to a larger can obviously has trade-offs so when you go to a larger can you don't have as much surface area to dissipate from the middle of the cell so that's why they developed the tabless technology so instead of having one tab that moves all the electrons uh, the whole jelly roll has a tab around it and they've they spliced it in such a way they can fold it in so by that you're, you, re- you reduce the resistance of the battery which is what generates heat and because it generates less heat you can build a bigger can and you can do with a different cooling mechanism that they've done in the past anyways bottom line it's very ingenious what they've come out with but it's a pilot line and it's going to take a year and a half to two years for them to get volume production up. And that's why we can't have roadsters and cybertrucks and semis yet because they need these cells. Oh, yeah, and they need point. the cost reductions too because they've also announced yeah. that they're going to be doing a $25,000 car. You can't build a $25,000 car using Model 3 batteries right now. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, Trevor. I've got a Show's list. over.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you, you, have you, have a stand, or you can
0: leave. I have a list of things that, like talking points, the little notes that I made throughout the whole event. And you talk, you, you, touched on almost every single single. Oh, okay.
3: Well, the only thing you didn't
0: go. touch on was a, was a plat, and we're going to get to that. So don't All say, right, okay. so
3: shortest episode, uh, <laughs> under 25 minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, and in half of that. I make it seem simple. Careful. There's
3: a <laughs> lot more to it, but yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. And I was going to say a lot of that went over my head in terms of, of what you were saying and what they were saying about the uh, – jelly rolls and stuff like that but yes it it, the original point the the battery pack now is going to be more condensed more in the center they're saying so there's no risk of it
1: uh uh, it's it's more structural to the car now it's actually integral to the structure of the vehicle this is a better handling i mean for for those of you who might be joining the show they don't really know how teslas are built basically you've got this battery box that weighs you know a thousand to 1200 pounds and then it's bolted to the underside of the car. And the, it's actually a shell that's got a hollow space to accommodate the battery. Um, mm. Basically, what Tesla's doing now is because they're moving to this mega casting, which is another thing we can talk about, where... See, if you look at a Model 3, one of the biggest cons- uh, complaints that, that uh, say, Sandy Monroe has had, a longtime engineer in the uh, automotive industry, who took apart an early Model 3 and said, there's no reason in hell why the back of this car has to have some 75 parts um, they could reduce it. So Tesla w- took that to heart and said, "Yeah, you're right. So let's take seventy five parts or seventy one parts, whatever that number is, and we'll do it down two. to one part. So that's essentially what Tesla's doing right now. So they've actually simplified that. Now, the way that the model Y rear end is built is not only is a mega casting, but the actual rear bumper not installed till laters. and um, and that because the tub or the rear trunk now is actually a plastic part that they just kind of drop in, one of the things that it does is it allows a much better ingress into the back of the vehicle for, main, uh, for the uh, line workers. So they can get inside the car and they do headliner stuff without having to crawl inside the car. So there are some benefits to doing it that way. So one of the things that they've done, of course, with the battery in, as being a structural element of the car, meaning that things would be bolted to the battery pack rather than the battery pack being bolted to the chassis of the car, is that now it's designed to be much more robust. Um, a lot of this comes from the fact that they're not doing compartmentalization anymore they can build a more robust battery pack as a shell they've got fluid running through it anyways devil's easy to details we'll know more about that when the cars actually come out and they actually tear these battery packs apart that that makes my little beanie propeller spin i really want to see the inside of this battery pack
0: <laughs> yeah and, and like you said probably in about um a year and a half to three years i, I think they're on the side of well, caution. the
1: first three cars that are going to get this is Cybertruck. Cybertruck doesn't happen without this battery breakthrough in the cost, right? You can't get a forty thousand dollar car that equipped without having some kind of cost reduction. Battery pack is the is the natural thing. But right? did
0: I miss that? Did they mention the? Could it be in a oh, Cybertruck or did, did definitely they will
1: be in the Cybertruck? Yeah, definitely I know. Will be.
0: I assume that. But they, did they mention it today?
1: Because I well, well, they well, there's several hints. If you listen to the last earnings call. Uh, Elon said, Cybertruck, Roadster is 12 to 18 months. He said it again today, 12 to 18 months. Um, Cybertruck is specifically mentioned as future products in Elon's tweet from yesterday. Cybertruck, Roadster, and Semi. These yes, are all future right. products, right? What was the so,
2: original uh, anticipated ship of the Cybertruck? Though? It was end of 2020, late, 2021,
1: late wasn't 20, it? Tw- Yeah, late 2021.
2: Do you, Do you think that is not going to happen then at this point?
1: I think they will do... You know, the initial, better. here's 50 trucks, just the kind of, <laughs> <laughs> right? We obviously won't see them in Canada for at least six months. Well, yeah, five to six months. Model Y was kind of an outlier in that case, but uh, yeah. Uh, one of the benefits is you get a better product out of the deal, right? You yeah, for sure. The I'd rather wait the line with a model. For, sure for the better batteries, right? Yeah. No, yeah. So yeah. that, um, obviously the Roadster is going to get that because the Roadster just needs a bigger battery pack. You can't get a 200 kilowatt hour battery pack using the existing technology. I don't mm-hmm. think anyways. Uh, semi-truck. I mean, it needs a lot of cells. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff is is cost reduction. I mean, you have to remember with Tesla, they're always looking, well, in the case of the, well, I don't know about the Cybertruck, but the Semi-truck was announced back in December of 2017. That's already like three years ago. Yeah. Um, the, was uh, the Roadster. When was the, the Roadster, Roadster was at the same time. The Roadster same was time. supposed to be out this year. Yeah. This and year. it's been delayed. So I think a lot of this yes. came into play in the sense that they had hoped to be at a certain level. Um, obviously they're not there yet. They're doing a pilot line. They've pushed that off to the end of next year. So I think a lot of these products got it pushed because they wanted to implement this new technology and it's part and parcel to the cost reduction.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Plaid S is end of 2021, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Another reason why that car was delayed. It needs this new battery pack. Plus, it's also Mm -hmm. convenient Mm -hmm. because it gives them more time to do the other things. Refreshed interior, probably a slightly better body. Who knows? Do you have any inside scoop on that, Trevor? Like the refresh? No. Well, um, Electric got a scoop, I think it was last year or the year before, where they had gotten a hold of a concept drawing of the interior of the Model S um, that showed, obviously, a horizontal screen, basically a Model 3 treatment, which makes perfect sense because if you look at the Cybertruck and the Semi, they all have that Model 3 treatment, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the new HVAC system, the horizontal screen. Um, I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see exactly where Tesla is going with that. So it makes perfect sense to migrate the S and the X, essentially the same vehicle, um, over to that orientation. So that's exactly what that concept did. Uh, My understanding is that, and I did hear from someone else. um, (laughs) That's why I asked you. Well, that it was on the plate. It was supposed to happen last year. But because of the ramp of the Model 3 consumed so many resources from Tesla from other areas, it was put on the back burner. So I guess it
3: makes sense for them to do it with the the Plaid S, right? Like all in one go?
1: Well, there's, I mean, Tesla's been pretty good about doing constant updates. I mean, these rolling changes that they make to the cars. The Model S, even though it looks the same, has seen a lot of changes over the years. I mean, unless you're an insider and you really know the cars, you can't really tell them apart. The seats have gone through five different changes. The interior has gone through, you know, little improvements here and there, colors and changes. Mm-hmm. Drive trains, almost completely new in the car, much better motors. Battery pack has changed. Suspension. So the, the car is, yeah. Uh, so the car has seen a lot of changes, but the body by and large still looks the same. They haven't changed the headlights. They changed the front end a little bit. Actually, the front end is more than just plastic. There's quite a bit of changes under that hood. So mm-hmm. it's seen a, a natural progression, but, uh, you know, in Tesla... In my opinion, does deliberate simple interiors so that it actually makes the cars age more gracefully. But Model S is eight years old now, and I know for a lot of people that when they're spending that kind of money, and maybe they're coming from a Porsche or you know a German car or something, when they get into Model S and they go, I don't know if this is worth six thousand, you know, <laughs> six figures, just no, because uh, they're used to they're used a, to the bottom, a luxury type uh, of interior, right? It's 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 value value per. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a perception thing for sure. Yeah. So, and way, I think, and I don't have a problem. I'm sorry, I don't mean to hijack this, but I don't no. have a problem with the look and the design of the Model S's interior, but the materials. Yeah. It could be better. Exactly, they could uh, be better.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just watched MKBHD's uh, review. Are you going to say the same thing? Uh, about the, the the Tycon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you pronounce it again? Tycon. 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 Like. Yeah, I mean.
0: Content. Interior the
2: interior, <laughs> the quality of that interior looked pretty good to me. I had yeah, a, yeah, I had the producer driver, right. right? it was a
0: very nice car. You, oh, you drove it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, and I I was gonna say I saw the same video last night, and yeah, I didn't. I mean, I knew it was, it's a it's a Porsche, right? So it's gonna be luxurious. But I didn't know like Marquez went through it more than anyone else I've seen go through it in the reviews, especially and and concentrated on the interior. And I didn't know it had all those little little gadgets and all those little buttons and little. But specified buttons, not just buttons for having buttons like a typical German car has, just a button, to, a button to push another button. <laughs> <With> fake <laughs>
1: buttons. <Yeah. laughs> if you don't get the well, option, <laughs> that's that's the Tesla mentality, right? We come from a minimalist uh, aspect, and when you get used to that, you appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, oh, exactly. um, you know. And of course, the argument can be made for the other way. You know, you come from a car that's got a lot of doodads, and get a Tesla, and you go, well, I don't like it. It's too simple. So you know, there's got to be a happy medium for a lot of people. Yeah, and, but and I, have, I agree. I mean the Tycon interior is very nice. I mean it's a Porsche. It's a race car. Yeah. It's not a Model S family car. I'm sorry. As nice as it is, but it's not practical for families. It's a car, it's an electric Porsche for Porsche enthusiasts. That's well, yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It does and look nice it does though. It does it is, look nice. it's a beautiful car. Yeah. So
2: what, what was your biggest so I mean we're sidetracking here? But oh, I gotta ask you because you're the only person I know that actually has been in one. Yeah. Um, so what would you say if you're gonna draw a parallel to the quality of the um of the components in the in the dash, for example? Like what how would you describe the difference?
1: I would say hmm, that's kind of a hard way to put it. I guess my first impression when you get in it, it just feels well put together. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's more busy, um, but if you set that aside and you just look at the way that things are put together and just the quality of the materials, um, you can just tell. It's, this is like, okay, they didn't really cut a lot of corners on this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're coming from that aspect, I don't have a problem with the Porsche. It's, it's very well laid out. Yeah, it, it is different. It has three separate screens. and. It's not intuitive to a Tesla person, um, but it's it's beautiful. It's 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 well laid out. Um, I mean, it's never going to have a nice entertainment system as nice an entertainment system as Tesla, mainly because it just doesn't have software updates and it'll never change. Um, So there's pros and cons to both. I mean, I like the car from the visual aspect. It's an absolutely beautiful car. It's drop dead gorgeous. Um, It's got very good performance. If you're used to a Tesla, the two-speed transmission is going to make you go, "Huh, what?" <laughs> um, but no, it, it's it's a great car. Um, but like I said, if you put it beside a Model S, it's like, okay, you can definitely see the Model S is a family car that can do sports-like car things, and the Taycan a sports car that can do well, not family things.
0: Okay, you know what? Let's let's just let's just jump to the dessert right now. We'll get back to the battery <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff in a, in a second, but let's just go right to the dessert. Uh, for anyone that didn't watch it and is listening to this, they talked about all the battery technology and the battery stuff, which we will get to. We're just doing this in reverse, just because this, this has come up so often in, in our discussion already. Uh, and at the end, and it wasn't really one of, the, one of those one more things because Elon is so un- uncomfortably awkward <laughs> I don't know how he does these things, uh, he says. Oh yeah, let's just show what the S is, and like he he, he doesn't build it up. He doesn't have any like no no He's theatrics. Fly to- by
1: the seat of his pants. Yes, mm-hmm. yes.
0: And I'm, I'm I'm wondering if they even like make a script for him, or they just say screw it. He, Elon doesn't need a script. So anyways, he talked about the Mo- Model S Plaid, and then he showed a video, but like a 20 second video, and just correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Um, I tried to take quick notes. Zero sixty under two seconds
3: 2.1
1: 2.1 according to the website
3: that's, well that's yeah yeah that's, a website, yes.
1: yeah, that's 60 <laughs> not 100. yes yeah uh, sorry I quarter, continue. Quarter, it's, a com- it's a common mistake
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, okay listen i do all the all my numbers are all canadian that's how i see everything that's because we oh, are yeah.
1: right and they're wrong no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah, exactly right trevor you know
0: well, as I talk about it, I'll put up the the U.S.
1: Specs. Are they on the metric system or the non non scientific method system?
3: The Quarter method. mile <laughs> in under nine seconds. Here it's behind me too. If you
0: want the camera, one mile hour top speed and a range of five
1: hundred and twenty wow, miles.
0: that's, that's yes. incredible! And
1: beat the Lucid Air by three miles.
0: And I was gonna say that was the last spec that they put on the screen, and then they then they uh. They ended the video. But I thought to myself, right then and there, like all the rest were like, okay, yeah, that's coming in lower than anyone else. Lower than, and then the range, 520, yeah, there was something to that. That they that wasn't accidental, or that wasn't not even accidental. That wasn't just like was it just a, happened to be 520. Deliberate. That yeah. was definitely deliberate.
1: And don't forget, Tesla does sometimes sandbag these numbers. Exactly. Well, it absolutely. Says, it says 520 six hundred.
3: Yeah, yeah, it says five twenty plus. I, I, I'm sure that number will be higher. Yeah, everything,
0: oh, everything that they announce that they haven't released yet, you notice, even with the Cybertruck and the and the Model Y, it's always a number plus because mm-hmm. they'll always, yep. you know, they'll they'll over deliver, under under promise and over deliver. fudge
3: room there, yeah. Yeah, Which is company. the opposite of most companies. Most companies are over overpromise and under deliver, right? Mm-hmm. But that nine
2: hundred mile range.
0: Exactly. How many <laughs> other companies are are shorted as much as was, Right. They they sort of have to. <laughs> they sort of have to, you know, over over deliver because people would be all over them if they didn't. And what, like you said, what other car company would would um, would actually do that? or who would go after other companies if they did. So, okay, so that was that was the Plaid Model S. And then they said they're taking deliveries now. I guess this is why it's up on the website. Orders.
1: Orders.
2: orders. Deliveries would be cool, <laughs> but orders.
0: <They're> <laughs> orders now for next year.
1: Late gonna, 2021, which is uh, coinciding with the same availability of Cybertruck, which also ties into the availability of these new cells. So if you
3: compare these numbers to uh, the Roadster, it's – kind of like a stepping stone. Uh, it's like a good price point and good specs for what you get.
1: Uh yeah, if you look at it from that aspect, yes. Uh yeah. keep in mind a lot of the stuff that was developed from the Roadster are being pulled into the Model S trimotor yep. setup. Yeah. New cells.
0: Oh, I didn't but, say the best part. Sorry, Trevor. Go ahead. 135 US grand.
1: 100, 190,000 100, Canadians, before options, before tax. Yes, You're yeah, well so over $200,000. for mm-hmm. Easily,
0: easily. Yeah. So that's Taikan territory.
1: Right? Uh, so. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's a more practical car. Now, keep in mind, this is still a year away, so there's plenty of room for the rumored improvements to be made as far as the interior is concerned. I believe it's going to happen. It's just a exactly. matter of when. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I was going to ask you guys about that. You see the on the website here, and they show you the Model S, and they show you the specs for the Plaid. Does anyone think that this is actually how the car is going to look next year when it, if, if and when they start delivering? It?
1: Absolutely not. All oh, you have okay. to do take a look at the car that's been driving around Nurburgring to see the changes they've been making.
0: Yeah, the did car? they not? Did they? Was it just me, or did they just not show the front much? if at all, they showed the side and the back of that car.
1: Well, the Nürburgring car has bigger fender flares because they've been operating it with much wider tires. Uh, it has a much larger air scoop in the front for the cooling system. It has a wing on the back. I mean, they've been playing Sorry. around with things. Yeah. So a lot of it's kind of slapdash just to accommodate the car. Um, I have heard through the rumor mill that um, uh, it's more of a test bed. Um, matter of fact, actually, if you think about it, if you listen to Ryan's podcast from, I think it was last year when he had Franz, Franz, von Holthausen on his. Ryan knew. he, he Ryan McCaffrey. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, we all know Ryan. Okay. Well, so anyways, go back and you listen to his podcast where he had uh, Franz on. Yep. And Franz basically said that we have to do things in a capital efficient manner. Because Ryan kind of asked them what, what the deal was with the Model S and, and the Plaid one. And he said... He didn't really answer in the sense, yeah, we're going to do a new body on it, but he said we have to do things in a capital efficient manner. So the way I'm reading that is, it's just like, yeah, we're going to make some changes, but we're not telling you, and they're not going to be radical. I had heard through the grapevine that it was going to get updated taillights. Now, the way I read that is larger taillights accommodate a larger charge plug, much like Model 3 has in Europe. So that makes total sense. Adopt CCS, right? Yes, I was going to say Uh, Better updated headlights. Model S needs better headlights. Um, Interior comes, you know, that's pretty obvious at this point. Uh, Probably a refreshed front end, something long, you know, lose the mustache.
0: Wasn't there there already um, a potentially leaked picture of maybe one by uh, Kim last year on her channel?
1: No, Kim was the one that broke the story about the trimotor setup on the Model Three. Oh, I thought she had
0: a design, a picture of a design. I thought uh, I should-
1: she might have, I forgot, but I know I remember distinctly that she said that it was going to be a trimotor setup. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. similar to the roadster. So again, like I said, going back, it's it's a lot of the stuff is being pulled from roadster. The bottom line is that if you look at the roadster, that just gives them more time. Again, Franz had told Ryan that the roadster needs more time and it's gonna be way better. So uh, you know, all the numbers you see on the Roadster page, uh, those are horribly sandbagged. It's going to yeah. be way faster. S- says okay. waiting and wanting one badly. I'll, I'll <laughs> believe you? it when I see it in my drive.
0: Yeah, anyway. Yes, can can you, you can you pull that um,
2: order page back up for a moment? For a moment, like, yeah. I, I think that this is just probably probably a stock marketing image, right? Because if you look closely, you can see it still has the drivers. They are um, not going to
1: reveal display the display area. area. They're not the first, going to reveal that.
2: I know, but the first thing I did look for was to see if there was a center-mounted
1: screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tesla's well, not going to be well, giving that stuff. Anyone far- watching area. at
0: home live, if I click from. The long range, the picture's the same. I go to performance, pictures the same. Yeah. So, yeah, like, like Trevor said. And wouldn't yeah. it be like.
1: Remember, sure. Elon. Elon's in the computer industry. He knows very well what the Osborne effect can do to your business. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. You know, yeah. if you're announcing something a year in advance, okay, you can talk about specs. Just don't show them the final cookie. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh,
0: the, the Osborne effect was a, a big factor in today's uh, announcement. I
1: think maybe also why they
0: delayed it as long as they did. Uh, yeah. also covid too but it's funny Trevor you talk about uh Ryan and we all know Ryan is Ryan
1: one. Ryan's a very good friend of mine
0: yeah exactly yeah um i we, we joke obviously about who he is but uh he had an interesting question today uh yeah. it was twofold and uh, the second part of it was uh about texas and i am surprised i like i mean i thought maybe at one point did, did anyone else think that that uh <laughs> elon wasn't even going to answer it he was he he <laughs> he sort of concentrated on the first question so much and he he answered it so much. And I thought he was just like, okay, is he going to answer Ryan's second part? Is he going to answer the part about Texas? And he he did very short, but I'm actually surprised unless he just can't, you know, announce something now.
2: The way he answered that question just said to me that he, you know, he was trying to skirt around whatever contractual obligation he might be under, be under to talk about it. Okay, Okay. That that was my impression.
0: I'm hoping that's the way it is because Yeah. yeah, To think that they got that whole deal done and a giant factory and all this money and all this uh, savings and, and uh, uh, you know potential jobs in the future and yeah. that wasn't part of the negotiation or a, a, a talking point.
1: Now
2: the, for, dealer, for the of, dealers, the dealers' associate going ape, you know what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who may be watching the show or not aware, tex- uh, Texas is not a state where Tesla can sell direct. If someone in Texas wants to buy... And Texas, by the way, is only second to California in terms of vehicle sales in the United States. It's huge. Wow. So when someone in in Texas wants to buy a Tesla, they have to call corporate, place the order, they pay for it in all in advance, and then the car can be delivered to them. But they cannot go to a showroom. They're not allowed to talk about prices or anything like that. Anyways, there's a lot of dealer lobbies. Michigan's another state that has a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, Michigan's getting... So it's been long rumored that you know Tesla. I mean, Elon spends a lot of time in Texas because you know the the facility where they do the rocket testing, and of course now in Boca Chica where they're building the uh, uh, the rocket. So it, his heart is in Texas in a lot of ways, right? He's he's been pretty vocal about the issues he've, he's Isn't had in California. <laughs> so you, you know we've been watching this whole saga about where they're going to build the next gigafactory, and of course my money has always been on Texas and Austin specifically, and of course that's exactly what happened, but you know, a lot of us have been following the whole saga and know exactly the situation that Tesla's in as far as selling in Texas. And it's like, okay, are they going to use this as a carrot? It's like, okay, change your legislatures. We can change, you know, we can sell our cars directly and then we'll mm-hmm. bring our factory here. Uh, obviously that's probably something that's still going on and it could be in the back rooms. Um, so, and my understanding is that Texas legislature only um, gets together every two years. So Tesla only has a a shot at changing or, or making their case every two okay. years. So, there's a delay process and they've been at this for years now. So this is nothing new. So who knows? Um, but right now, I mean, they have a way to get around it for the time being, it's not ideal, but I think, but I think, and we've talked about this on our show too. I think there could be a lot of pressure from the actual owners. I mean, Texas loves pick it up trucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when people want the cyber truck in Texas, you can bet, what do you mean? I can't buy this thing here. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I got to call California. I don't want to deal with no California. I'm a Texan. I bet right. you didn't even know. <laughs> so it could, be some a- peer, it could be a lot of peer pressure from the actual, you know, buyers that, that want, that could potentially push the issue. But
3: Elon's a pretty smart guy. And I'm pretty sure, yeah. uh, it, it's probably what Paul said. It's like some contractual agreement he can't discuss. And, yeah. uh,
1: makes perfect th- sense.
3: Th- that guy, he's always playing like 40 chess. He's always like <laughs> two steps ahead yeah. of what everyone else is doing. And, yeah. uh, I'm sure that was in his plan somewhere along the lines. Like even before Austin
2: problem already. <laughs> yeah,
3: even before Austin came up to him and said, "Hey, let's do it." He already knew, like, "Hey, they're going to work with me." You know, that's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's a smart yeah. guy.
2: I'm not sure if it was the same um, Q and A or if it came up somewhere else, but there was mention of Giga Two in Buffalo, right? Yeah, and I had always thought that the Buffalo was so- uh, Solar City, so do what do we know about what's going on in buffalo
1: so buffalo gigafactory 2 was originally built by solar city yeah when tesla merged bought them out whatever word you want to use uh they inherited that factory um but it this was right in the midst of them ramping model 3 so it didn't get any love at all i mean the whole solar panel thing was announced in 2017 Or was it 2016? I forget now. It's been so long. Um, Mm -hmm. Solar roofs, all that stuff. All of that stuff went to the back burner so it could focus. I mean, it was live or die uh, getting Model 3 going. Otherwise, the company would have went under. So everything got pushed off to the side. Um, So in that factory, they build the solar panels. Um, The solar panels were originally built by Panasonic because they had to deal with Panasonic in there. I think largely Tesla's taken that over now. Um, And, of course, they build the solar shingles. Oh, by the way, they also make the, uh, the the supercharger cabinets and all those electronics, they're all made there. Oh, okay. Um, it is, my understanding, it's in full swing now. So it's getting some love. Um, I was there back in February, drove past the factory, parking lot's full. Oh, very cool. So, yeah, it's they're happening. But it does not cars, get though. No, no, they don't make cars oh. there. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or batteries or? No, nothing. No, it's okay. just ancillary stuff.
3: I, I heard they're supposed to open up, uh, well, obviously not now because of things that have happened, but I heard that they were talking about open up tours there at some point, so that'd be kind of cool. At least for us who are close.
1: Yeah, yeah well, then COVID, COVID. hit. Yeah. Yes. But
0: even with COVID, don't be surprised, they still may do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> but was it always
2: referred to as Giga 2 though? Like,
0: yes. He, okay. He's referred it as Giga 2 a few times, but more than not, whenever I've heard Elon talk about uh, Buffalo. He actually says Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's sometimes well, they, they,
1: yeah. they They've been changing the nomenclature now. It used to be gig of one, two, three. They're not doing that anymore. They're calling it giga Reno and giga this and giga that. Oh, okay. Right. The gig Shanghai. That's what they're calling it now. Yeah. Or it yeah. might or be you know, Cara, Texas. Berlin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Terror,
0: so they're terror. not
1: really referring to him as one, two, three anymore. It's if they do that, it's more of a slip of the tongue just because of old history, but it, you know, they're actually calling yeah. them by location now. Giga Berlin. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so that was the plaid, and that was the, the last thing before they went to the Q and A. But let's rewind, do the sound <laughs> effect of rewinding, uh, and then we'll go right back to at the beginning where they talked about it being fifty cent, fifty six percent cheaper, and I showed you those graphs and stuff. That, um, and this is where I'm going to use uh, the expertise of Trevor, Mister mm-hmm. Trevor Page, for his. Uh, geekiness about about uh, batteries and that, that's his words not mine before we went live listen so, i'm
1: I am not a battery expert i just stayed at holiday and express last night
0: <laughs> okay
1: so they talked
0: <laughs> about the cell, yeah. and you, you touched on it a little bit and this new cell is going to be uh known as the 4680 cell
1: correct the so
0: one we have now our 2170s
1: yeah well tesla's gone through three different sizes of cells um Uh, 18650, or what they call an 1865 now, because the zero literally means... nothing. you brought that up, eh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That cell is a commodity cell that was popular in the early 2000s in general laptops. Um, That's when Tesla started building their roadsters. They were just using commodity battery cells that are available on the market. Um, When they designed the Model 3, um, they did a whole stack revision and said, what makes more optimum sense uh, and that was to increase the form factor of the cell to 2170, which refers to the physical size of the cell. So 21 millimeters, 70 millimeters tall. The other one was an 18 by 65. Um, by doing by increasing those dimensions, just 10% in both directions yields a 50% increase in energy volume that you can put in there. Now, the new cell that they developed is, is like it's about the same size as a little mini Coke can. Uh, it's 46 millimeters by 80. So again, not that much bigger. It's 50% bigger um, in one direction and only t- 10% in the other. But now, you, now you're now you yielding a five times volume over a 2170 cell. So coupled with that Pardon, is... You know where I learned that from? Mark Rober's video last night about... Oh, i have to watch him. Mark Rober's awesome. I love oh, it. that's on
3: my to-watch list, yeah. Yes, you have to watch his latest if, one from yeah. the weekend. If you guys anyway. don't watch them, one video a month. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Great. So, the, yeah. all, right, so <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> Sorry. Getting back to the batteries. The way the batteries are built, the way Tesla's batteries are built, um, is that they lay the lithium carbonate, which is a liquid slurry. Now it's going to be a dry slurry. We'll talk about that in a second here. Um, and it's actually literally printed, very much like a printing press. we I mean, You got paper that rolls through, and you got ink. It's pretty much the same process. So they print it on these very thin sheets that are sliced, and then they're put on a mandrel and spun. We call it a jelly roll, right? It's kind of like a Swiss roll. And then it's put inside the can, and then they put in a liquid electrolyte. Um, those... Uh, jelly rolls typically, up until now, only have one little tab. So you have an anode and a cathode, right? Because electrons move from one to to the other. So if you're charging, they go in one direction. If you discharge, they go in the other direction. Um, In order to get those electrons up to the top of the um, battery, where the positive terminal is, they have a single little tab at the top. And it's usually typically kind of right in the middle of of the jelly roll. So if you can imagine, the jelly roll is maybe two meters long. A meter and a half long, it's rolled up, but there's only this one little tab, and that's where all the electrons have to pass. And because the jelly roll is long, the electrons from the ends have to travel a longer distance. Anytime you have electrons running through anything, it generates heat, right? Hold on to a nice big fat electrical cable, or a supercharger cable, and you're holding what's charging, that thing gets really hot, right? So the cell is exactly the same way, um, and all those electrons have to pass through that little tab, which means that you can't just make the cell bigger, uh, because now the electrons have to travel faster; it gets hotter. So what sure. Tesla so what Tesla did is that they they invented this tabless system, where essentially the whole edge of the jelly roll is actually the tab. So the electrons basically move in this direction, rather than all sides coming into this one spot. Uh, the the complexity or the difficulty in order to do one-tab system, though, is that when you spin it, now how do, you, how do you get all those tabs to connect to the tap cap? So it looks like from the image, unfortunately we don't have an image here, they had to develop a way to slice it in such a way and fold it in so that they could all make contact with a ca- with with the top cap. Yeah, I saw that. You I saw, saw that. that picture? Yeah, yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah, where it's kind of spun. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. Thanks, Dax. Exactly. So what you're seeing there is all the tabs that have been sliced in such a way and folded in origami-like, so that when they put the top cap on, that is your positive um, terminal. And okay? if
0: you rings, you can tell how old the battery is, too. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Good one, Doc. um The one thing, that, there are several aspects to this because they also talk about um, the silicon content. Now, um, it, lithium cells, um, I mean, they're called lithium because it's a chemical process. It's not the main constituent of the battery. A lot of people think oh, it's 100% lithium, we're going to run out of lithium. It's not the way it is. It's only about 2%. It actually, it should be called a, a, a nickel uh, battery because it's mostly nickel in there. Um, anyways, one of the things that I remember, I went to a electromobility um, uh, conference about, th- I don't know, three years ago, and I sat into, um, there were several different sessions, anyways, there were some battery experts from um, one of the universities, and they were talking about the problem that they have with silicon, now silicon ha- can hold uh, almost nine times more um, energy than carbon does but the problem is is that silicon when you charge it it swells three to four times its size and it won't contract it won't come back it actually splinters so it's a great way to store energy but it's crap because you can only charge it a few times then it's worthless uh, what really caught my attention in this presentation though is what tesla has developed using the silicon matter and they've actually got some kind of special coating that they've developed where it almost mitigates this problem that's a huge huge um, yeah. Development on their yeah, part. that's where he said like they're close, right? Yeah, they're very close. I mean, again, yeah. this stuff takes a lot of work. There's also something else that I thought was interesting that they never talked about, and I was really hoping to see something. Uh, was Professor Jeff Don? Yeah, who's been I, under contract with Tesla since 2016. Now he's a university professor in uh, in uh, Dalhousie at uh, in Nova Scotia, and his team has done two things. Did a better
0: job of pronouncing that than. Rind it. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's okay.
1: He's not Canadian, so I, I forgive him. I um, so, uh, Jeff Don's team has done two things under contract for Tesla. One of them is developing uh, uh, the what I call the holy grail of electrolytes. They actually published a white paper on this. Um, maybe we can put the show link and people can read it. It's really technical. There are some great videos. He's done some lectures on YouTube you can watch if you really want to get into this stuff. But the bottom line is that. Battery degradation in a lithium cell is actually a physical phenomenon where there's a basically a plaque buildup. They call it the silicon electrolyte interface or the SEI layer. I think I got that right. So can you right. clean your plaque and get back your battery? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> and So anyways, the efforts over the last few years have been trying to find additives that they can put into the electrolyte. That is the medium to which the electrons pass from the anode to the cathode in such a way that it prevents this layer from building up. Because once the layer bit gets built up, the electrons can't pass through freely anymore. And that leads to degradation. So they've been working on um an electrolyte additive or additives chemicals that almost eliminate virtually eliminate and in this white paper they basically said i think we found it so tesla didn't mention anything about that the other part of the um that jeff don's team has developed is incredibly sensitive instrumentation and machinery that can measure what's called the columbic efficiency of the cell that is in a very short time span they can actually measure how well these cells are um behaving to all the changes that they're trying to make, the electrolytes and all the improvements they're trying to make, rather than doing testing for 10 years. Oh, that didn't work. Start over again. Um, Those two elements are something that Tesla was very interested in, so I think that's why they put them under contract. So that's why I think, uh, in a lot of ways, Tesla has been able to very quickly ramp up all of these changes, because they not only have the smarts behind the whole thing, but they actually have very sensitive instrumentation and machinery. that can measure the efficiency of these cells and see what works and what doesn't work. And they can iterate very, very quickly. So that's my understanding, but I'm surprised that uh, they didn't make any mention of that, but that's maybe as part of their secret sauce. And they're not willing to talk about that, but there is a white later paper later and later you can read it. Sticker. Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: thanks for that, Trev. That, that, you know, that, breaks it down in plain English for a lot of people, including no, myself. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, no, I yeah, I mean, understand
2: batteries now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, 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 I honestly do. Um, and I actually think I know what I'm going to name my next two cars, but that's <laughs> a separate thing. But, um, no, like how – there was one thing you talked about, Jeff Don, and the Colossic something. Columbic efficiency. You lost me there, buddy. You lost me there. But other than that, everything else, plain is English. Plain is mine. Yeah, Clearly. Yeah, so that's good. No, okay. And then what I took from everything that Trevor said and from the Battery Day event is they put up a couple slides and they talked about five times the energy, six times the power, and 16% range increase. And, of course, the big number, well, it's not a big number, but it is a big number at the bigger uh, scale, is 14% cost savings. So all in these new batteries, these tablets uh, 4680 cells, that's the numbers and they put out a lot of percentages, numbers and stuff like that.
1: Remember those numbers are just at the cell level. Yeah. Right. There are, I mean, when we talked a little earlier, you know, it's 50% or 56% savings. That's all the other efficiencies that come in. This is just at the cell level.
0: 14 is just for the cell level. Yeah, exactly.
1: I had one guy on Twitter because I actually tweeted out these numbers is that one guy said, only a 14% increase in range. I said, you're focusing on the wrong thing here. This is all about cost reduction range. We're good. Uh, by and large here. Uh, yeah. But this is about cost reduction.
0: Well, some so people you... thought this battery day would be like like some big, huge you know, thing that would have doubled the battery. Solid set.
2: state battery yeah, exactly. or something.
3: Well, Martin, in our comments, he said uh, if they managed to achieve a 56% price reduction, the Model 3 is going to be a sub-40k car, which I don't think is going to happen. I think they're going to increase their profit and we'll see a uh, cheaper, uh, new car right, model too.
1: Yeah, I have to give a shout out there, uh, Kyle from Out of Spec Motorings in the in the chat room. He's watching. Hi, oh, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. He's <laughs> uh, so here's here's my question though. It's like funny. after I, taking I, in,
0: sorry, I was gonna say it's funny. I was actually gonna reach out to Kyle to see if he wanted to be on the show with us. I, <laughs> I
1: just assumed he'd be busy with. Um... He's a great guest. Please have him just on. He's let him in. Yeah. yeah, he's
2: awesome. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> With everything that we saw, so my question is, right because Elon did mention you know a couple of times where you know we're very close to this this is you know a journey till 2030 type of thing. so mm-hmm. what do you guys feel about in terms of, of Tesla's ability to actually execute on everything we saw today
0: hmm. Oh, I think they'll execute uh, it, my personal opinion, I'll, I'll ask all you guys separately, but uh, to answer your question quickly, I, I think they'll execute whether it'll be on the same timeline.
3: <laughs> that, <laughs> that's that,
2: always the question.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's one thing with Tesla. What do you think, frankly? you think they'll execute?
3: Um, I think they'll execute. Here, Here's the thing, and uh, Paul and I, well, Paul was talking about it while the event was going on. You can see that the uh, people were reacting to uh, the news as it's not a now news. It's like in the next 10 years news, and the stocks obviously uh, after ours was taking a hit, but um i think they're gonna answer your question more in depth uh, i think they're gonna execute it just a matter of one and um elon's time frame over like a six month period of time is usually off if he says something's coming in six months or something's coming in one month let alone yeah yeah, let alone 10 years right so
1: um
3: i'm I'm not saying he's not going to pull it off that's not what i'm saying at all like he's elon's one of those people where uh when you go up to him, you, like when he tells you something, you know he's gonna do it. It's just a matter of when, right? Um, so I, I, did, I don't know if it's gonna be ten years. It might be fifteen, but it's gonna happen, right? So.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree, Jeff. What's your take on?
1: They have to execute on this because there's no cyber truck Roadster semi <laughs> without this. It's, it's their future. It's their,
0: it's their well, own. Future,
1: right? Yeah. And the $25,000 car. I mean, it's, it's all hinges on this. So they have to execute. They don't have a choice. Now, of course, you know, there's such a thing as Elon time that exists for real, right? Yeah. So whether they can pull it off in the time, I don't know. Um, You know, in my opinion, the first cars that are really going to benefit from this um, based on the timeline that they've put forward is... Uh, Cybertruck and, and and Semi. Roadster is like this other ethereal thing, and I'm not too worried about that at this point, but the two cars that really need to benefit from this right away are those two vehicles. Yeah, um, Their state of timeline, I mean, they're building a factory that's going to build these cells and the trucks in it, so yeah. um, obviously they, they're working out the kinks as fast as they can. The fact that from what they've shown in the videos that's working at the Cato Road facility, and if you look at the Cato Road facility, it looks like they haven't converted this thing very long ago. They've been working on it for maybe the last six months. Now, how much work was actually done inside the facility or not, I don't know. The The, the Maxwell technology thing is fairly recent acquisition. So Tesla works very quickly. Um, how fast they can ramp that up, I, I would like to believe that they've learned a lot of, from their mistakes <laughs> in the Model 3 ramp. Um, uh, you know, we've we've seen that they've ramped Model Y up fairly quickly, quality aside. Um so you know, I have high hopes. I mean, the thing is, is, with Tesla is that you don't learn from successes; you learn from mistakes. Well, that's life, and, ha- and you have to make mistakes in order to learn. So you fast. brought up
3: something. You brought up something good there, Trevor. Um, well, a lot of things, but the fact that they're have the uh, the they're making the plant to build the Cybertrucks, so they have to have this tech ready to go for when that's uh, released. I find Tesla does a really good job at putting. Um, like, self-inflicted wounds on themselves for timelines. Uh, like, I'll give you an example. FSD, and I've been a huge supporter of FSD. Uh, if you think about all the leases out there that they don't want people to buy because they want to buy them back for FSD, mm-hmm. uh, they put, like, a time limit saying, hey, we want to have to... Let's, let's push ourselves. So if you notice, like, Tesla actually does a good job. Um, we joke around about Elon time all the time, right? But uh, they do, they're, they're doing a good job at, like, putting self timelines on things, if you think about it, uh, like, hey, they're building the plank f- to build cyber trucks, So uh, the battery tech has to be ready by a certain time for them to continue. Uh, their FSD software has to be ready the time the releases are done. So uh, they put their own time restraints on things, um, so to speak, right? And you can kind mm-hmm. of see them.
1: Yeah, I think it, in a it, lot of ways, the least thing, as far as FSD is concerned, is really lighting a fire underneath them, because they have been talking about FSD for quite some time, even when they had the switch over from the Mobileye technology over to the NVIDIA, and of course, now they're Gen 3, which is all done in-house. They've gone through several different rewrites, and of course, now he's talking about yet another rewrite of the <laughs> software. So, you know, some of us have been in the software business to know that, oh my God, you know, <laughs> a rewrite, lots of fun. Yeah. Um, but the least thing, yeah, I mean, if you look at it from that aspect, uh, you know, if they, get, if they don't have the RoboTaxi fleet software ready and FSD ready, what are they going to do with all these cars they got to buy back?
0: Yeah. I think there'll be a lot of lease extensions, if you ask me. Well, but...
1: yeah, that could happen, too, of
0: course. Yeah.
3: but I, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. It's just interesting, right? Because um, their timelines are getting better. Like, his timelines are have improved uh, drastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Great.
2: Hey, hey, Dax, can you put that photo of the cell back up just quickly? Mm-hmm. Because like my concern, just to kind of conclude my question around uh, ability to execute, I, you know, what worries me, right? And, and I do think it's going to happen. I, and I know it's a matter of time, but if you look at this, right, and Trevor, correct me if I'm wrong, but if even one of these folds is misaligned, th- that could affect yields, right? So they might have a poor um, yield in production, so that kind of worries me a little bit when I see something like
1: this.
0: Well, that's why they're piling in now, I guess, right?
1: Well, yeah, they did mention that it took them a long time to figure out how to do this tablets uh, system. There were like uh, four different revisions of the cell. They're still working out the kinks, so it's not yeah. it's not it's not finished. But the fact that they've built well, they said tens tens of thousands of these cells. Um, they're, they're on to something um, yeah. it, but yeah. this is just you know scaling manufacturing it's just like anybody else I you know I I saw some kind of tweet or something today where oh we have better cells than Tesla and I'm like you know what I have a great cell lab in my basement because I'm under contract and I have a patent pending I can't talk about it so you know chalk is cheap <laughs> yes, <laughs> anybody can is. make any kind claim you know if you don't have anything to back it up yeah. uh, but Tesla's the real deal in this case and I mean they're pushing really hard to get the prices down, um, and you can't do that if you rely on third-party yeah. manufacturers because they don't want to make investments, uh, largely, and all they want to do is ramp up production rather than look at what's the best way to approach this, and a lot of ways, Elon's the only guy that can do this kind of thing because, you know, as a physics guy, this is the way he thinks. It's yeah. literally the way that they do everything down there. And you're you're saying how they're you're answering
0: Paul's question about um, how they're on uh, revision four. Uh, they even fully admitted that they're going to have to probably at the end of this, they'll probably be on revision seven or eight. And they so, will. Yeah, they will. They'll, they'll make they'll make changes. And and they actually as I found it very interesting at the end when they went through all the um, the managers or engineers there and they all introduced themselves, those guys and. Um, they were they were so happy, and it sounds like a, a very cohesive team and obviously they could have been just making it sound like like that, but I truly believe that they're excited that they're onto something, and um they're actually at one one point one guy was pleading with with industry or the rest of the public or, or competitors to like come on board with us and then another guy <laughs> t- to answer the question was saying um yeah, we make mistakes if you think that we're doing it wrong, we probably are doing it wrong. Let us know. We're so they're they're very I think they've learned a lot since model 3. I think it maybe humbled them. Uh and they've realized that you know what? They aren't always doing things right as much as they may think they are or are planning to do do things right. They're not always going to do things right and they're going to they're going to mess up and they're they seem to be a lot more open. For, the one who, to... the one who
3: really got me was the guy who the one who was playing decks and he's like um, you know, it's not just us to save the planet. Everyone should pitch in, right? Uh, he said something along those lines. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, it's like, you can tell all the guys up there are like, I don't know if they're faking it and if they were, they're doing an excellent job, but they're like <laughs> super happy to, you can tell they're super happy to work for Tesla. And,
1: I think uh, the Tesla engineers are happiest when they're challenged. Yeah. And they're by and large, pretty young guys and very highly motivated. And uh, Tesla really attracts the best talent in a lot of ways yeah, they're and it, they're I pumped think it's, for
0: the future
3: they're i think pumped. it's too you can tell that they truly believe tesla's mission and that's why they're saying like hey it's not just tesla that should be doing this everyone should be uh jumping in and uh, they're absolutely you know. right
0: though they're absolutely right
3: no no 100 percent they are and you can tell it's it was genuine right yeah uh, at least and, it looked looked like it was Yes, yeah. yeah. they hired the best uh the best flyers in the world, right? So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're absolutely right. You, you, that it, they need to have uh, everyone jump on board uh, for the sustainability of the planet and all that kind of stuff. The one guy said it's it's all our planet and stuff. Like that. But they're also, I think they're also saying it in in a in a sense that like you know what, uh, if any other car company doesn't follow us or or get on board doing something of their own to catch up with us or come on board with us like even if it's not on board but alongside and just in 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 another word just pro progress if they don't do that they're gonna go out of business like i think i think tesla drew the line in the sand today and said listen guys to everyone else in the in the industry like this is where we need to go uh maybe you may have a better idea that's fine but we need to do some kind of pro progression. We can't, we can't just, and they, they didn't talk about how they flatlined and in terms of a few things uh, for the past couple of years. And they knew that they couldn't get to sell production the way they kept, if they kept going the way they were going. So they, they knew they had to get some, they had to do something else. And I think they're just pushing everyone to, to do it yeah. better.
2: That That was quite a moment of honesty too. I found, right. It's like, hey, you know, this is what's been happening. It's it's flatlining, and we had to kind of think out of the box to now achieve our goals, right, that we set for ourselves. So I, I, I thought that was very well done.
3: Yeah. It's the way they presented that, too, they're, like, showing it, and they're, like, look how good we're going, and then it's, like, but now, look, look over the last couple of years. Like, we can't yeah. do any better than what we're doing. And it's, like, wow, okay, this is – they they were very honest with yeah. uh, what's going on, right? Um, Just a quick question – from the Moo, uh, why did Tesla delay the battery day? Could they have told us the same thing a month ago unless they were going to introduce something and it didn't pan out? What's your thoughts on... An interesting thought. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it kind of goes back to the pilot not being 100% ready yet. I mean, I've been watching. There have been people who have been flying drones over that facility now for the last few months, and construction's still going on. Yeah, so I'm laughing
3: because you know. the drone flyovers. It's
0: <laughs> we, we, Franklin and I talked about it last week. Eh? The, the drone flyovers. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a whole new it's a whole realm in itself. Yeah. It's a, no, but you, I, I think How you're
3: right. How many cars have they sold? Get a drone. Get a drone. Let's count them. <laughs> oh, that's the old Tesla key yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or
0: you know what, yeah. uh, Trev? Too, it could be that like Elon. It seemed like he was pushing to have this an as a in person event. And mm-hmm. using the Y's there in the parking lot was their best attempt with what's going on down there, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going on all over the world, but down there especially. Um, so that that was their their next best thing. Uh, if they could have done it in person in in an actual like uh, well, gathering, they would have.
1: Yeah, the way that they did it was, I don't think ideal. Uh, they did what they could. I mean, had they had not not been a pandemic, there was, certainly would have been tours of the facility under very heavy, uh, give me your phone uh, yeah. type of situation. But um, I just, I, I kind of wanted to go back and just for a second just talk about the car industry as a whole because, um, I mean, yeah. I, I've not been involved with the car industry, but I've been following it for a long time. And the car industry, if you look at it from a lot of different aspects, has very much, you know, not invented here syndrome where, <laughs> you know, we don't like to partner with other people. Okay, yeah, we might buy an engine from this guy, but that's about all. Um, and plus, there's this really big... Behemoth. I mean, you, you look at GM or Ford, these are huge companies. They can't just turn around on a dime and start making electric vehicles overnight. they got to keep the lights on. That's They've why they partner pen- with Nikola. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? sorry. I thought we were going to get an episode well, without not, saying that name. Please, not This is going to go for another <laughs> hour By the way, now. it's Trevor Page, not Trevor Milton. There's two different Trevors. There's a good one and there's a bad one. I'm the good one. <laughs> sorry, that sounds <was> a, <laughs> a joke. Okay. Just, just saying, just saying. Anyways, um, but... As I was saying, you, you, these companies can't turn around on a dime. I mean, Tesla is very fortunate in the sense that they're a startup. They operate very much like a startup, even though they're not a startup anymore. Uh, but they don't have any baggage. So starting from scratch and just doing EVs from scratch is, is I mean, it's better for them. Same thing with Lucid Motors. Take your pick. Uh, they don't have any baggage. So for them to move forward and, and, push, um, and, and push the boundaries is easy for them to do. But the other companies, they've been reticent. Um, they don't want to partner with Tesla. I mean, yeah, okay, you had a little bit of Toyota and Mercedes, but that's that was you know short-term contracts and stuff, and a lot of people would say, well, Tesla's going to make all these batteries, and now they can sell them to everybody else. I don't think that's going to happen. They, they have so much production that they have to do on their own vehicles that unless they have an excess, which is going to take years, I don't think they're going to partner with anybody at this point, even though Elon says, we don't want this to be a walled garden, we'd like for people to use our stuff, but... They got their hands full building stuff just for themselves, so I, I don't see any partnerships happening anytime soon uh, with Tesla. Let alone from the fact a lot of these companies to uh, use supercharger network um, or any of Tesla's technology is tacit to realizing that, that that they failed and they hate to admit that. I mean, um, the, even the only and and I'm sorry here, but the the only companies that that. Uh, you know, at a necessity, they've had to do this. Which is largely Volkswagen because of the Dieselgate thing. That fact alone, the cheating scandal that's been going on for years and years and years, was a seminal moment in that company to get switched over. They're they're going to announce the ID. Four tomorrow. So there's a I lot like of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Companies have to watch what these guys are doing, but a lot of them, it's like they don't have a diesel gate the thing to worry about. They have nothing existential that's going to crush or, or change their business model to get them to switch. Look at Ford. Ford is suffering like crazy because they've decided, you know what, uh, we're only going to do pickups and SUVs from now on. Oh, and we're <laughs> going to keep... The, the, Mustang. The, the Mustang. The Mustang. Well, oh, by the way, we're going to make an electric Mustang, but we're still going to cuss, call it a Mustang and piss off all the owners. So, <laughs> oh, that made so many people you angry. Know, yeah. And they're, they're on the brilliant... I mean, the, the last number I heard is I think by the third quarter, they're going to post a 7 or $8 billion loss. Okay. So a company like that is hurting. So, and, and I've said this many times before, and I know it sounds a little kooky, but there is a definite potential here that if the other companies don't really pick up their... and put on their big boy pants... And and switch over and start making compelling electric vehicles that the younger crowd that's coming of age now that want to buy these cars because ask any kid on the street what car do you want to own it's a Tesla okay
0: yeah
1: they're going to come into the market and maybe they don't want to buy a Tesla maybe they don't have the money for Tesla okay uh, they will soon right twenty five I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> but let's just say they go in and they go talk to Mazda I want an electric car well we don't have any market. Is, buying um, decisions change for a lot of people, right? So when they come into the market and they want this electric vehicle and they go to their favorite manufacturer and they don't have what they want, what choice are they going to go? They're going to go buy Tesla. So I'm saying that there is a huge potential here for Tesla to actually get even more market share than they even anticipate because they will have the compelling products at the price points and the availability availability, uh, that nobody else can match. And they could swallow up a whole big market from there. So, you know, Tesla's less than 1%. They could swallow up 20% of the market pretty easily if the other guys don't do their part. Um, I and, don't know. Maybe I'm blowing smoke. I, no, but, no. I uh, mean, no, I there, totally agree. There's, there's totally
2: precedent for everything you just said, Trevor. I mean, if you look at, you know, Kodak or Encyclopedia Britannica or, you know, Who the list the what are all these things you on. talking <laughs> about? Yeah. Well, young people might not know this, but um you know, so so here's the question, right? Is that inevitable for Ford or GM? They gotta start doing something soon, right? Like I'm surprised that who, you know, other than compliance the, cars, we really don't see anything.
1: The, the who other thing was it? Know,
3: one of the one of their two GMs or one of the top GM uh GMs, one of the top CEOs said They don't need to invest in batteries. They'll just buy it when the need happens.
1: Just so narrow minded. Well, when you're first starting out, you (laughs) got to do something. But the problem is when you only got LG and um, Samsung SDI to buy from and they have a shortage, what happens to the prices?
0: Yeah, because they got contracts (laughs) already.
1: They they jacked them up, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know. I the the car manufacturers need to treat batteries and and electric drivetrains just like their ICE drivetrains. They own that technology. If you look at those yeah. companies, proprietary, right? It's all proprietary. They build their own engines. They build the bodies. They do final assembly. That's all they do. Yeah. So they need to treat the batteries and the drivetrains for those cars exactly like they do with their ICE dri- drivetrains and really invest in that and build it themselves. Otherwise, they're going to pay through the nose, they're not going to get the car cost down, or they're not going to be compelling and they're not going to have the range. Yeah, and, and, I agree and with it. Kyle. And to Kyle's point, because Kyle pointed, uh, just popped up here in the, uh, in the chat again, because he was saying that he was just talking to the engineering people, they have 38 different software providers. Uh, and that's <laughs> one thing that Tesla really excels at is because they're vertically integrated with the software. They know their cars inside out. They can make the changes. It's all over the air. This is one of Tesla's biggest strengths. And more and more cars are going towards software-type systems now. But the thing is, if you look at entertainment systems alone in any car, they're garbage. Because yeah. they're all made by a third-party company, and they're not integrated with the cars. So they lack a lot of integration. That's just to, to Kyle's point. but', uh, but, but very manufacturers- well integrated that way. But Trev, aren't these
0: manufacturers like seeing these errors in their ways and learning from it? Like no, because
1: they're all bean counters, and it's all decisions by committee. They don't have <sighs> an Elon Musk saying this is the way it's going to be. This yeah, is like well, really just- great point, right.
3: right? It's the hierarchy of how the yeah. company is. It has to go through yeah. like fifty layers of management to Old make school. a decision. Yeah, um, where Elon's very like, hey, we're doing this, and. I mean, in some ways it's bad, but in some ways it's very good, and a lot of ways it's very good. And you can have someone at the at the bottom of the, the company and say, hey, I have this brilliant idea, and he'll listen and say, okay, we're implementing this now. And there's no 50 levels of management that have to get something approved. The electric,
1: and- yeah, the electric vehicle market, the way I look at it right now, is that um, this is where the cool cats are at. Um, this is where all the innovation's happening in the automotive space now. It's all in the EV market, and it's all the upstarts that are going to outmaneuver all of the old manufacturers. Uh, you've got the Rivians, you've got the Teslas, you've got uh, you know Lucid Air. I mean, they're all in different markets, but these guys are all taking plays out of Tesla's slash Apple's playbook, um, and really pushing the software game, and doing things a lot vertically integrated, and really rethinking the automotive industry. The other guys... It's just not happening because they, they suppliers just, and contracts. The, the the culture is they don't have that kind of culture. culture. Trevor nailed it. Point. Culture.
3: To Trevor's point before, uh, Angelo in the chat said he bought a Y because uh, he is waiting for a Mercedes and they
1: have no batteries. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. They, so if, he, um, he can't buy something. It they should not Buying that Y and taking the EQC great has been a dismal failure for Mercedes. Like, yeah. has anyone ever seen any? No. no. Did they
0: ever come to Canada or the US?
1: Not that I'm aware of. No, I've seen yeah. a few eye paces but that's about what it. What about the e-tron? Is that still around?
0: Yeah, sir. It's
1: still around. Ky- uh, Kyle drove yeah. one. He likes it. I mean, it's a very nice yeah. interior. I sat yeah. in one; It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it actually um, is, yeah. James vehicle. Cook liked one, too. Yeah, you know, the, 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 I, I have to give him this. As, as much as Volkswagen gets a lot, gets crapped on a lot for dieselgate, and I get that, um, very good engineers. They build really nice interiors on in the car. Fit and finish is good. Um, you know, my wife has a, uh, an $18,000, uh, Volkswagen Golf and man, the car has two sets of door seals. <laughs> Not even a Tesla has that and the car costs <laughs> three times the cost. Right. So, th- I mean, that's always been a beef of mine with Teslas and their stupid door seals. I mean, if they were to fix that, I had to be a happy camper. And it doesn't take <laughs> much. I mean, I'll go work for them. But me, you know what? Buy one of these cars, look at the door seals, copy it. Problem Done. fixed. Trevor's going to be <laughs> at the end
3: of the assembly line. Like putting on door seals. What are you doing, and, sir? And
1: using an adhesion oh. promoter to keep the damn thing stuck on.
3: I work here now. I'm putting <laughs> these on for you.
0: My work is done. <laughs> Trevor, you, you said it before though. They uh, Tesla's got so much underplayed and bigger fish to fry. but I, I know you're you're joking, half joking, anyways. But joking. no, like that's that's the industry, and like you said, vertical integration. Uh, but these companies. They're just accustomed to, like you said, just outsourcing things and not doing it on their own. They thought for all this time, and they're maybe now realizing it now, maybe now that it's too late and they're scrambling, but they thought, oh, we could just you know, partner with this battery company or that battery company, Panasonic and CATL and stuff like that. But they're realizing, just like you said, Trev, that these people have contracts and uh, supply issues that... And even Tesla mentioned it today about the supply issues, right? Like, did they say something like uh, when they're talking about the terawatts by twenty twenty two and then twenty thirty or something? They talked about that's just us. We're gonna have we're gonna continue to get battery supplies from our other partners, partners and stuff like that. So that's gonna be the biggest thing. That's gonna be yeah. the, the hardest thing to do.
2: So reaching out directly to the mines. I know that there was some news in Canada recently about uh Tesla approaching nickel nickel mines for mines, for example. I guess the folks in Sudbury will probably fare pretty well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's big nickel, right? Well Tesla's very vertically integrated basically out of necessity. Because I mean if you look back at the Roadster program when they first um you know did their business plan, they looked at the automotive industry and they said, nobody's making anything anymore. They're just buying parts off the shelf. We can do the same thing. Turns out it was a big mistake on their part. So <laughs> when they developed the Model S, um, you know, they, co- they couldn't they could get tier one suppliers. So they decided, you know what? Uh, well, I guess we're going to have to make it. A- I mean, 80% of the plastics in the Teslas are made in-house. Yeah. Um, so they do a lot of vertical integration because, in a lot of ways, it's the only way to uh, at a survival. Now Tesla's in a different game now. I, I, you know, they can probably get better parts, but largely all of their circuit boards are all designed in house. That's not farmed out. Um, the other car manufacturers, they're still using a lot of parts. You know, and off I feel like that gives you know they gives take the same advantage. ABS system. They put it in every car. You know, mm-hmm.
3: but that gives Tesla, them a huge advantage.
1: Well, it does, and if you look at the progression of Tesla's car, I mean, a lot of us said, oh, the Model Y is going to share 75% of the parts of Model 3. No, it doesn't. I was going to say, that number. only 40, maybe even less. Where did that number, I mean, I know
0: where it came from, but yeah, every day I hear that number, someone keeps uh, referring to that number, and I'm thinking, no, it doesn't. No, But but you're the first person, Trevor, that I've heard uh, agree with what I was thinking internally, that no, I, I don't see that
1: anymore. No, it's not. It's very it, it's almost like every Tesla car that they make is almost, almost uh bespoke unto itself. Or maybe what they mean is after the model three
0: gets all the things that the Model Y has had that are rumored for the three to get, then yeah. maybe it'll be seventy five percent.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And that's uh yeah, that's just a matter of time because we've yes. seen the progression. So for those yeah. of you who don't know, Uh, a lot of evidence showing the model three is going to get the heat pump. They're going to get, I mean, the Chrome trim is a given thing. Anyways, I'm going to get all that stuff. Yeah. Chrome trim, black trim. Sorry. Black trim. (laughs) I know what you meant. (laughs) Okay. The
0: the last thing we can touch on, unless you guys have something else to touch on and I'll get your, your final closing thoughts uh, in in a second. Let's talk about the one thing that I thought maybe they were going to talk about a little bit more, but they just, Nilly Willie just talked about it, just like how they did about the plaid. Was the uh, $25,000 uh, EV in three years? Now, $25,000 for because we have a Canadian panel here and some uh, Canadian listeners, that's $33,000 Canadian right now. I don't know, in three years, who knows? Maybe it's going to be back to par like it was in 08. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs>
2: I doubt we it. We can dream. We
1: can dream. Oh,
0: that'd <laughs> be great. Yeah. So, what, what's your take? What's your thoughts on that, guys? Uh, the 25000 uh they don't have a name for it yet, but some people are calling it Model Two. <laughs> I, think no, I, really
1: nice,
2: I think it's a really nice. I think it's a really nice starter home, <laughs> so to speak, right? <laughs> uh, and I use that analogy on purpose, right? Because uh, you know you get young people in early who can afford something now from a Tesla, and then throughout their lifetime, you're going to move them up the value chain, right? In terms of the different, you know, higher priced vehicles. So I think it's a great strategy. And I mean the strategy is actually predicated on sustainability, but I think it's actually a great business strategy.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. How it's like a starter home. And and that lends to to what Trevor was saying too, how the young, the young generation, like we all drive Tesla's here. You guys know to, to Trevor's point what he was saying earlier, when you guys see when you're driving by and you see a young kid on the street, like a teenager or just a little tween or something. Like that, their heads turn. The, the adult they're with nine times out of ten they don't care, but the the, the, the kids little get kid, it. the kids, yeah, as you said, the Trust, kids get it.
3: Yeah. Trust me, yeah. like kids go ballistic.
0: Well, you are a kid, so tell me how you feel. about yeah. it. Right. Uh, you were a a kid, like, a like, did like, you see what I wrote in your wrote it, um, wrote in your lower third there? By the way, when you, when you weren't looking. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, uh, Man, you're lucky. I can't edit yours. Um, yeah no it's uh, i think tesla takes it takes the stance as a um like a tech company and if you look at what tech companies are doing today they're trying to fight for um the younger market Uh, like apple wants the younger market google wants the younger market microsoft wants the younger market and the reason for that is they buy in there (laughs) yeah they buy into their ecosystem then they're a customer for life yep so if Te- like someone, someone just you know coming out of school, getting their first car is not going to be able to go out and afford uh, a Model Three currently. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have like a hand whatever we're going to call it, we'll call it the Model Two, I don't think it's going to be that. But just for the sake of our discussion, if they buy a secondhand Model Two, they might be able to afford that uh, eventually. And um, to my point before, if you get them in early, like the way what Paul was saying, and I mean once you have a Tesla, it's hard to go back outside of a Tesla because all the feature set it offers. And,
0: I, I uh, know what slogan you were thinking in your head <laughs> but We can't say it here. I didn't
3: <laughs> say nothing. I'm just saying. Um, and it's uh like once you own a Tesla, it's hard to go out of it. So you basically got a customer for life. And it's just a smart business move. I mean.
1: The nature of the car, the way that it's designed and built, appeals to the younger crowd. I mean, the kids are growing up with iPads and iPhones in their hands. Right, so obviously, for uh, you know vehicles like that, it certainly you know appeals to them. Um, But you know the 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 smaller Model Three, well, smaller model, just you know the compact car, whatever that they're going to call this thing. Um, Not the first time they hinted at that. Actually, they mentioned that last year when they opened up the Gigafactory in Shanghai. Yeah, they said they were going to open a design studio in China where they were going to design a smaller car for the worldwide market. We'd be designed in China. So this is the first time they've actually well, kind of confirmed that that was kind of the plan as far as the price is concerned. And it doesn't surprise me. And at $25,000 U.S., I mean, when you calculate total cost of ownership, pfft, it's game over. You would never buy a gasoline car.
0: No, exactly, yeah. No, I I, I think, yeah, the they are definitely – and you know what? It, it, what other industry – I can't think of it, You guys correct me if I'm wrong or add to it if, if uh, you can think of any. What other industry do you know that is so um, – once you get that brand, you stick with that brand, and you get devoted to that brand. Like, look at the Ford owners out there, or the Cadillac owners, or or VW, or or any kind of German. Like, you know, what I mean, they stick to their brand. They're, they're loyal. They're brand loyal.
1: There's a lot of brand loyalty. Apple has a lot of brand loyalty. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> or, Porsche, Porsche anti- has huge brand loyalty. Yeah. There's a lot of car manufacturers have that. I, well, that's I, what I'm
0: saying. Car manufacturers, and other, 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 than the car industry, and and I wasn't thinking of Apple, but you're right, Apple and Android, that whole thing. But like, like if you buy a fridge or a stove, are you sworn to buying that frit that manufacturer fridge and stove? Yeah, there's no loyalty in that anymore, right? Well, it, or, I think
1: there's a difference between <laughs> if you look at it from a product perspective and a lifestyle product. A, a fridge is not a lifestyle product. A car. Is very much a lifestyle product. So sure. is things like phones and stuff. So, Good point. Um, if you look at it from that that perspective, that that begets a lot of brand loyalty. Is things you use on a daily basis. Fridges, yeah, it does a job. It keeps my stuff cold and keeps my milk from going bad. <laughs> but uh, am I buying an LG this year and maybe a Samsung next year because this one's having? No, it's it's just it's not seen like that, right? I um,
3: think the way to summarize it is if it's something you use multiple times a day. I mean, I guess a fridge you could say that if you're hungry, um, yeah, but, but if, I don't
1: lust after this fridge because it has this. No, no, but that's what I mean.
3: If you use, if you're using a device multiple times a day, uh, I guess you have more of an attachment to it, right? Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, I I know what you're saying. You're, you're saying and I know what uh, uh, Trevor's saying too. There's some people that we talked about how the automotive industry and how there's brand loyalty there for a lot of people, but there's some people that just, a car is just utilitarian thing. It's just, it's just from point A to point B. Yeah. I don't care less. Yeah. And and they'll buy one car and and in four or five years. (laughs) Yeah. And they'll buy another car.
3: Truthfully, that was me up until uh, my friend told me, go, go try a Tesla. And I was just like, what's the big deal? It's a car. You know what I mean? I've never been a car person. And the tech enthusiast in me was like, oh my God, I have to have one, right?
1: Yeah, um, well, see that got you on the other end.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. And I that's what makes Tesla so fascinating. It appeals to such a large range of people for different reasons. And um I've never been into cars and now look like I'm so involved in the community and it's it's amazing. Um and I tell everyone and
1: and, and that's just the nature of the Tesla's because they built a very compelling product in its market segment. And I've yeah. never I mean I've I've owned a lot of I'm probably the oldest guy in this panel here. I've owned a lot of cars over the years. Um, and this brand, there's nothing that excites me more than this brand because yeah. they just they, – they get it. They understand that if you put this much time and effort into a com- and make your product compelling, you've got a customer for life. People ask me all the time on the street, how do you like your Tesla? First thing out of my mouth, I would never buy anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. And, and yeah, so and then for, you, you, you get that exact reaction. Really? like It's like either really as in that guy's crazy or <laughs> really tell me more. Right? Like they want to know why. They're intrigued. Or they think you're crazy. Usually they think I'm crazy.
3: All right. So we got Bill in the chat who is very attached to his fridge, just so you know.
0: (laughs) Yes, I saw that. He uh nothing
3: have one of those
0: attached fridge. (laughs) What do you do to your fridge?
3: Martin's fridge is attached to his outlet, so I mean (laughs) Whoa,
0: whoa, okay. Well, I can see the direction that this uh Kyle says he's attached to his fridge because that's where the beer is. There you go, Kyle. Good one, Kyle. Good one, Kyle. Uh
3: Okay, so uh, we've we've covered all the questions. Um, yes, Clo- I've kept up with them. Also,
0: <laughs> Clos- closing remarks, guys. Uh, start with uh, Paul. Closing remarks of the event.
2: Yeah, I mean, I you know it's more of kind of the same. I think we know what we can expect. Continuous improvement. Um, this it's going to happen. Timelines might be a little off, uh, but overall, I was pleased with today's session. I don't think there was a a, a moment where investors are going to be maybe particularly happy because there wasn't that big, oh, we have an SS, S solid state battery or something like that. It'll be interesting to watch the stock over the next couple of days. But I think in terms of Tesla's mission,
1: they
0: continue to nail it.
1: Yep. Trev,
0: your, your closing thoughts on tonight's? Um... Um,
1: I thought it was very well done, aside from the shareholders part. <laughs> um, thought it was very well done education uh, well put together laid out what their plans are um, the fact that Elon kind of tempered people's expectations yesterday on Twitter uh, yes. was was good in a lot of ways um, and it bodes well for the future and uh, I can't wait I mean my next the next two cars I plan on getting uh, are going to have these cells in it so I'm I'm very happy about that um, don't know what it's going to bring at the end of the day, but, um, it's just nice to see that they're, they're going in this direction and, uh, we, we haven't seen the end of this. We're, we're going to see even more stuff from Tesla. So
0: what, what do you mean? You don't know what it's going to bring. Haven't you been paying attention Travis? It's going to bring 56% cost savings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not buying an electric
1: car unless I can charge it in three seconds and it'll go 3000 miles on a charge.
0: Yes. And mm-hmm. fly.
2: <laughs> it wasn't there. like It's, it's also going to bring 78% more happiness. I saw that on a slide. Mm. Oh, was there? I, I, yeah. I am not I happy unless it. it has a
1: mustard dispenser in the dash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great coupon. Yes. Uh,
0: Franklin, you're so closing. I, I agree
3: with Martin that the Raj's dance was the highlight of the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. yes. So,
0: Raj, um, you're never going to live that one down. N- nor would you want to. I don't know why you would want to. I <laughs>
1: yes. think... Sorry, it was my fault.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think to echo what uh, these guys were saying, I think the uh, general direction that Tesla's taking, their overall mission, everything else is um, amazing. Um, not to be the downer here, but I thought the event as a whole was a little bit boring. Um, truthfully. And your tongue. <laughs> but, I mean, information-wise, it was good. I just think presentation, they're kind of limited on what they can do and they did the best with what they had um and i guess maybe my expectations were more along the lines of uh autonomy day and autonomy day was like so rich in information in Um, depth yeah and i just loved how in depth they went and i i understand why they couldn't go in depth probably because of uh, they don't want to give away all their secrets right um, yeah. The competition, but um, I, I mean, overall, it was good and it was very informative, and it's cool to see the direction Tesla's taking. Um, and I think, given the constraints, they did a good job. So, yeah,
0: yeah. To your point, they they did say at the beginning. I remember them saying, "Well, we're, we're going to tell you most of what's going on in tonight's thing, but there'll be a few things that we won't that that'll come down the pipe in the future." So, no, that's uh, that's good. I, I I echo exactly what you guys are saying. I think that what I took from it is. At the end of the day, I think Tesla's leaps and bounds ahead of the auto industry, and and like I said, uh, th- just seeing those engineers uh, at the end, they're talking about uh, stuff. They're pumped about the future, and uh, that bodes well. That that to me, that was that was interesting, and that was uh, made me happy to know that, you know, you just don't have a, a bunch of guys working and just. To Grab a paycheck at the end of the day. They they actually have a purpose and have a goal, uh, whether it be personal or stuff, and and also the very end, I I, I realize that uh, with this this advantage that they have, that if any like I and I know I said it earlier, but I'll re- reiterate it for anyone that didn't hear, any other uh, car company that doesn't you know follow Tesla's lead or advance what they're doing now and you know get off their hands. Uh, they're gonna go out of business. I hate to say it, like the Maz's, like like uh, Trevor mentioned earlier, like the Maz's. and uh, there, there's a handful of, there's a bunch of car companies I could name, but Mazda obviously comes comes to mind right away. <laughs> Maybe even Honda. You can even say Honda. Throw Honda in there. Who knows? Anyways, that's what I took from it, and I think it was a good event. Um, uh, I like the fact that <laughs> even though for weeks Elon has been uh, pumping this and 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 Getting this all all pumped about it, and then at the end, like he, like Trevor said last night, he 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 uh, <laughs> tamed us down a little bit and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, listen, guys." <laughs> but I will. I speaking of last night and tweets by Elon and Trevor, I want to thank Trevor. Um, take this one opportunity to thank Trevor for finally getting us waypoints. Nice. Oh, thank, thank you. you,
1: Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, I, I, I don't have to <laughs> lay claim to that. Many people have asked way before me, including my friend uh, 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 Rafael Santoni, there, uh, uh, Teslatino. He's been asking it for yes, a long time. Yes, I just happened to get Elon's attention at the right time. That's all.
0: So. <laughs> and he and his answer was very reluctant. Like finally, okay, okay, like, fine, fine, okay. We'll <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. We're doing tw- it. it. Yeah, we'll do it in twenty thirty. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no that was good guys thanks very much for uh, coming on and joining me uh sort of last minute well not last minute but sort of last minute first so much for, for the uh,
3: shortest podcast ever right? uh, no you know what I knew this
0: one was gonna go long oh, 100%. Uh, to, you know to, yeah to yeah. unfold and unravel everything that we and get everyone's opinions thanks to everyone in the chat room that uh took their time out and uh joined us and asked the questions and interacted with us this is what makes the show and uh, anyone listening on the audio podcast of it, thanks for uh, listening. We will uh, we'll be back, maybe next week. I can't say for sure, but maybe next week.
1: <laughs> Need more Tesla news. It's every two yeah. weeks for podcast. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know what? I have a feeling we'll have lots from this. <laughs> a lot of stuff will will um, uh, come through from this. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
3: Take, take care. Take thanks, care, guys. See you, yeah, later. everybody.